Do you struggle with a dry, dull, tangled, or itchy beard? Maybe you find little beard hair curls all over the bathroom sink. Have you found that most beard products are too greasy, don't soften your beard, or smell bad in general? If this is you, there is a simple solution to your problem. If you are looking for a change and to level up your beard game, then you need to try Nine Hair Co. Beard Products. These products were created for men of color, all natural and organic premium oils for maximum quality. Nine Hair Co. products will nourish, protect, and soothe your beard and skin. The beard oil is designed for clean shaven to medium beards, while the beard balm is designed for medium to thick beards. Both products relieve itching during growth, add moisture, and promote shine. Can you use beard oil and the beard balm together? Absolutely, yes you can. For more information on leveling up your beard, click the link for 9hairco.com in the description box below. The following program is rated TVMAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Another episode of the radio show ATL The Aftermath on the air. Got EZ and M16 hanging out with you. EZ, man, another episode, man. How you feeling? Feeling good, bro. Looking forward to talking to Armand Lindsay. He is the host of the Big Boss Talk podcast. It's a really great show. Um, and, you know, he'll get into all the details about the show, but I mean, he talks to folks of all walks of life on youtube he's got the podcast where you can get them really looking forward to this interview that's right an interesting person with an interesting story and an interesting purpose so let's not waste any more time let's bring our mind in and let's have a conversation you are now listening to the radio show gas company tried to hit me for five cent earlier this month i mean earlier this year and i because i paid i transposed the digits and so my payment was five cents off and they sent me that termination letter real quick i was like you got to be kidding me five cent they was like yes we want all our coins even the nipples damn <laughs> they said we got a business to run i had to pay another i had to pay 375 to pay five cents i was mad as hell you know how many customers we got we got over, we got over uh, 38 million customers. We let 38 million people get away with five cents each. You know how much money that is? I ain't doing that, man. You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right, EZ, we're back. We got another episode of Aftermath on the air, and we got from the Big Boss Talk podcast, we got Armand Lindsay hanging out with us. Armand, what's up, man? How's it going? Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, man, I appreciate y'all for having me, man. What's going on with you guys? Um, huge fan. I, I, I'm glad I was able to connect with Ezra, and I'm glad I'm able to connect with this big bro um, and really be on the show, man. Y'all doing big things, and I'm just glad to be here. I'm um, glad that y'all allowed me to, you know, be on you guys' uh, podcast for sure. Oh, no, we, you got an interesting story. We want to talk to you about it, get to know you, and, um, you know, hopefully just, you know, build up a bond here, you know, where we can keep it going, you know? So, so just... Uh, jumping right in talking about your pie. So when you when you started your podcast, was there anything that made you 
nervous about starting this type of journey because when you're doing something that's out in the public, it leaves you open to critics, both good and bad. So what were your feelings about, you know, starting this type of thing? Man, that's a that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I looked at it like this, man. Like I had, obviously I played sports, but I also wanted to be like in the music world. Like I, I wanted the, the feeling, like the atmosphere of a rapper. Like, you know how you just, that you just get that feeling, that aura. And I was like, I know I can't rap. So it's like, you know, what can I do? So it's just, you know, and I was just like a podcast. It's kind of more my lane. Um, I was nervous in the beginning just because I didn't want like the opinions of others to discourage me from, you know, really talking about what I wanted to talk about and really express myself how I want to express myself. Because obviously, you know, it's a rap where black men and podcasts, they need to shut it down. So I was like, I, I don't want to get into that. But um, I was nervous at first. Um, but at the same time, I was also I was also just like, you know, I can't be the only one that has the same issues or feel how I feel. So it's like I know it's a niche out there for me. And I was just like, man, it, it is what it is. It's almost like putting your pain out there on the camera, not necessarily pain, but just traumas and stuff like that out there on the camera for people to be able to judge you, look at you. So you never know how they'll take it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good outlook on it, because sometimes if you feel like criticism is going to come from somewhere, it may cause you to be hesitant. So it's good for you to be able to just block that out and just go, you know, be yourself and do you. Right. So, okay, so which which your podcast, with Big Boss Talk, with all the things you could have talked about, why focus on the empowerment in the business world? Was it the need to like put information out to the people or was it a dual purpose where you're like, I need to learn some stuff for myself too? Was that part of it also? So it was a, it was a little bit of it's a little bit of both. I, I'll tell you, you know, the podcast we started in like 2019, uh, right before the pandemic, and it was just something on my mind. And it originally started with me talking about traumas as a, a kid, like growing up single parent in the household, like seeing you know seeing my mom get divorced, you know, just how that kind of like you know hit home and, and triggered who I am, like the reason I am the way I am, how I'm built, how I'm wired. Like situations like that is, you know, you know, I guess it's why I'm sometimes I can feel emotionally damaged. Sometimes I feel like I can't talk to everybody. And it's and I wanted to express myself to other black men so they can understand, like, all right, it's cool for us to talk about our feelings. It's cool for us to love on each other and not feel awkward. Like we see women, like I feel like sometimes when you look at women, like they have some of the best friend groups because they are sometimes brutally honest and you know they're they, they love on each other. They celebrate each other. They, you know, rep each other. They always on each other's comments, like, period, you know, flame emoji, flame emoji. So it's just like, I wanted that for, for us as, like, Black men. And then I just got to the point where I can't talk about myself forever. And so it was just like, what else am I passionate about? And it, it was more or less like, I you know, I want to be what I wish I had when I was younger, like a mentor, you know, somebody I can go to and ask questions. How do I do that? Talk to people in careers, you know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure, you know, you guys probably had dreams, maybe, I don't know, dreams of being something, but you just didn't know who to talk to, how to get there, you know what I'm saying? Or you didn't know what was out there. So it's like, okay, that's a need, that's a, a issue within our community, so why not bridge the gap? And so it was the me just saying, I'm going to interview everybody that's in a career path that's different. Maybe it's the normal career paths, but I just want to get everybody different, normal, um, the most co courageous careers ever, sit them down and just ask them how they got there, what they do. So kids can never say, well, I didn't know that was an option. I, well, I didn't know that that was out there. You know, you just got to find the, you know, find the information 
and, and, and get it. But I have learned a lot along the way. Like I learned a lot from your brother when we sat down and talked. This is really about Louisiana and just like his college uh, journey, you know, him picking a college and stuff like that. So I, I learned a lot from everybody I sit down with and I just am able to apply it to myself and then also share it to people like my little brother, my God brother, that's getting ready to go into these phases in life as far as like, you know, what they want to do in the world. Nice. So service for yourself and community service all at the same time. Exactly. All right. So uh, we are talking to Armand Lindsay, right? He's the host of the Big Boss Talk podcast. That's out every Monday and Thursday on YouTube and all podcast providers, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Follow him on Instagram at Big Boss Talk underscore and on TikTok at Big Boss Talk podcast underscore. EZ, do you have something for Armand? So Armand, uh, I don't, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but you, you played college football, and mm-hmm. I'm really interested to know your perspective about that experience because you know a lot of people only know the stereotypes, right? Like all the players, they get all the girls, they get the special <laughs> treatment, people do their homework for them. You know, they hear all that yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Um, tell us something about that experience that you don't think other people realize or know about. Like what did, you know, just kind of educate us about, like what did you learn from that experience? That's a dope question. I will say like, what y'all said, I'm not going to say that it's not true and things of, of that nature is not happening. I would say that that's more in the upscale SEC, Pac-12, like in those major schools. I went to a D2 school uh, in South Carolina, North Greenville University. So I, I would just say this, like the stereotypes are just um, people doing, you know, the work, you know, they get all the girls, things of that nature. That is not true. Um, not true at all. I think it's true in certain people's situations, right? You know, you got to be the playmaker. You got to be, you know, sometimes you'll get that notoriety and you'll get some of that action, you know, from people just because of, you know, what you do, you know, the spotlight that you may have as far as like, um, I guess you want to say like ESPN, stuff like that. But when you come down to the smaller levels, man, it's a lot of guys that don't come into this with money. They don't, they, you know, they just playing the sport because they trying to, you know, they want to do it because they love it. And number two, it's, it might be a possibility that they can project and change their future. Um, and I would say at the smaller schools, you know, you just never know. You know what I mean? Like sometimes if I feel like I would have felt different if I would have went to a big time school like Alabama, like there's a high opportunity for me to be able to either go draft it or at least undrafted free agent I could I'm coming from a pedigree like that but when the, when you come to these smaller schools it's not that type of pedigree um and a lot of the te- a lot of the teams they're doing the student athlete schedule but also going to work at the study hall you know we got study hall from uh let's just say we get out of practice practice starts at five we get out probably like seven you watch a film from 7 30 to 8 30 at night and I know some guys that will go to work from probably 8, 45 o'clock and then at nine, do like a four to five hour shift, wake up in the morning for a 8 a.m. class and do the same thing all over. Just because they don't have the means as far as like paying for their food, you know, they're not on a full scholarship, you know? So the stereotypes is just, you only see what's highlighted, but it's a lot of guys that's playing football that don't have that situation and they just trying to make a way out of no way. Um, similar, right. You know, similar to people in real life, you know, 
we all don't have six six figure jobs or you know making seventy five thousand plus, but you do what you can with what you have. So I, that's one stereotype I would or one situation in college that I would you know debunk is that. So with with big boss talk, you've talked to a lot of different people um, in a lot of different fields, a lot of different. Um, you know, just just areas of, of career and business and, and really life. Um, you really don't discriminate on who you talk to. You know, I was telling my brother, I was like, man, you know, Armand's talked to people in the corporate business world. He's talked to teachers. He's talked to everybody, getting yeah. all perspectives in the walks of life. What would you say is like the most interesting thing you've learned so far as you've done these interviews on Big Boss Talk? You know, something that, you were just like, wow, hold up. Like, I never knew this. Or damn, you know, that's, that's, he or she said this, and that's what I wanted to get out of this show. You know what's crazy is everybody, you can learn from everybody. Like, that's one of the biggest things that I've come to realize. Like, you know, I always knew it, but sitting down and being able to talk to a plethora of people so far, you can learn from everybody. And you also learn that there's, it's more behind the social media. Like sometimes I may know people from just their social media, but when you talk to them and really, you know, ask genuine questions, they give you genuine answers and, and they just, you know, they going through life just like you are. Like, you know, I may look at somebody and think, oh, they got it figured out. They know what they want to do. But at the same time, they might, you know, they, they might maybe having success in this one area, but in the back of their mind, they feel like, man, I still don't know what I want to do. Like I'm still figuring it out and trying to hit new heights and new new limits. So I would say that's one of the coolest things sitting down with each and everybody is finding out who they are as a person beyond the social media, beyond the, the likes, beyond the, you know, the comments and things of that nature. And then really listen to what they're saying. Like I really try to do my best is when I'm sitting down talking to the screen, because it's not like we live in person where you got to pay attention, but you can kind of lose focus on the screen and so like for me it's I really want to listen to ask questions on you know why you feel this way or why you took this route and and I learned so much they give me nuggets every time that's what's up man and like I said you know you're just talking to all kinds of different people man so you know you'd be shocked at what you can learn from different people and you know just get put on game about all kind of different things so the roles have reversed, right? You're usually the one asking the questions. So I'm, I'm going to flip the script right real quick. What What is something that you've learned along the way in your career that you think would be helpful to somebody that's, you know, graduating, you know, high school or graduating college and they're about to start their career? What, what's like one nugget from your experience? Because you got a lot of good experience, too, that you would give folks. Uh, one piece of advice that I would give is, I, I guess it's two pieces. Um, take your relationships serious, you know, as far as like the people that you meet, like just be a good person. Like it doesn't take a lot to be a good person, be genuine. Um, I'm not saying that anything will come out of just being a good person, but you'll be surprised at the people that you come across, you meet, um, and they, you know, propel towards you just like you pro propel towards them. And that could come into an opportunity as far as like, you know, maybe they may not give you a job, but they know somebody that's hiring that could give you a job. Like, you know, I've seen that happen, you know, to me multiple times. And then also just, you know, 
being as being when you become or when you be a good person, um, a lot of opportunities come come from that as well. And you just work your butt off. So I would just say for one, you know, take care of your relationships, be a good person. Don't be don't be a, a, a I don't want to don't be a jacket. You know, what I'm saying I don't know. Can we we can cuss right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Go you know what's crazy is people ask me that question. Now I'm asking y'all. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so don't don't be a, don't be a jackass, man. Like it, it's life's too short to really be a jackass. Like you know, be nice to people, uh, but also have principle. And then uh, the second piece, second piece of advice would just be, don't wait for opportunity to come knocking at your door. Go seeking the opportunity. You know, even if like if you, because a lot of times there's a period where you may not have a job coming out of college right at that particular moment. Um, and so I would just say actively work until you are in a position that you want to be like, don't, don't feel like you're too good to work, you know, you know, back at a restaurant or don't feel like you're too good to, you know, just work just to keep money in your pocket until you land in the road that you want to um, land in. So that's, that's the only two pieces of advice I would give people because I think those are the most important as far as like just being a good human being. Um, and then number two, if you're not seeing the success that you want to see, just actively work towards that. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Yeah, and just to just to hop on top of that, right? Like, I know we didn't talk about this on your show when I was on, but t- you know, if somebody gives you their information or their business card and they say reach out if you need anything, t- test them on that shit. You know? <laughs> Hold them to the fire on that shit. <laughs> You know, like, you know, I've gotten a lot of business cards over my life and, you know, they'd be like, reach out if you need anything. It's like, I don't want to bother them. Nah, you know, hold them to the fire on that shit. See if they really going to come through for you, you know? You know, that'd be funny. I would love to see people, like, if if you've ever done that, like, how many people actually help? Because I've never, like, I've gotten business cards too, but I never reached out to people um, as far as, like, based off a business card, right? Like, I could be, maybe I reached out to them as far as, like, we having a conversation and I'm like, you know, matter of fact, I would, you know, I, you know, you could help me or give me advice on this, but as far as like them giving me a card, I'm like, hey, reach out when you need something. I've never yeah. picked up the phone and be like, yo, um, I'm here to cash that uh, that need I need. You know, yeah, right, right. Yeah. I'm here to deposit that check. You know, um, but yeah, that, that's all I got. Sixteen. I'm gonna swing it back to you. You are now listening to the radio show. They are, they are, they are really good. They are like the sexiest vegetables. They're so good. Well, I don't want sexy. I want it to taste good. You're older than all of us. You should learn to like sexy vegetables. You're going to need them. Your joints need them. Yes, I'm, I'm good. You don't want to pull a muscle tying up your shoe, 16. I mean, it happens for me in your age. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right. So, um, Armand, so... Going back to your pod here for a second. So your show is, is centered around interviewing guests. And mm-hmm. as someone like Easy and I'll talk or the rest of our co-hosts, there's some people who give you free-flowing detailed answers and some people you gotta pry more out of. So what the is about your interview is, style? Favorite people. Uh, we got stories <laughs> about that, but I need it. What is it about your interview style that keeps the guests engaged? Because in the episodes that I've seen, if someone, if you ask somebody something, 
I, I seen you pretty good at redirecting them. Like, hey, that's not really what I asked you, but if I can just bring you back to where we were headed. So what is what do you feel it is about your personality that allows you to keep them engaged? Man, uh, you know what? I watch, um, I'm a student of this podcast in general. So I watch The Pivot. I watch I Am Athlete. I watch Nori. I watch, you know, just so many, of, like Oprah. I, you know, I, I watch Oprah just trying to figure out, like, what makes Oprah so good? And it's always like how she does her research. She does, you know, you know, even if she's not getting the, the right answer that she's looking for, she can redirect and ask a better question that pulls that answer out. So I challenge myself, you know, when I'm sitting down talking to um, guests to, for one, you know, do the research um, and be able to like, if they're not answering the question, I can at least be like, okay, maybe they don't want to give me too much and let me redirect the conversation just to a different area. Maybe they'll say it accidentally. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm really trying to, it's a, it's a battle between me. Like you could not have the energy that I'm looking for, but at the same time, I'm not going, I'm not going to give you less of me because you're not giving me a hundred percent. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, I just think that comes with me just from playing this battle with myself, trying to be a, a student of the craft. Um, and just, I don't know, man. I, I try to open up with an icebreaker every time, like get people laughing. Um, I think that's the one thing you got to do. Like, you know, I don't know these guys from a can of paint. Like, I don't know a lot of people I don't know. I've never met Ezra, for example. I never met him. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, no problem. But how can I break the ice for him to feel comfortable around me? So one, I'm going to bring the energy. And then number two, I'm going to always do an icebreaker. So I like to get the norm as far as like two truths and a lie. So once I get the two truths and a lie, we kind of just talk about that a little bit and then we'll go into the conversation. And then once they understand that I'm not out here trying to turn the narrative, you know, or or embarrass them. Like I, I'm yeah. never trying to embarrass. Like I think that's what people try to, they nervous to get on podcasts because they don't know, okay, what they gonna ask me or how am I gonna look on the podcast? But once you understand that I'm genuinely just, we just want to know about you yeah. and we want to know what knowledge you have. I think that's what kind of helps me bring everything out, just the genuineness, and they can feel it on the screen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, nah, I appreciate See, you just did it just then, and, and we answered the question the way you explained it is the way you would hope someone would answer a question every time you ask it to them on a pod, just like that. You know, mm -hmm. again, explaining your reasoning behind it and then going into why you ask it that way. And that's all you could ask for with that. So another thing with the pie, because I'm, I'm interested in it because I see how consistent you are. I mean, without fail, episodes popping every <laughs> week. Um, so you know to have a very structured schedule for your show when it comes to doing your interviews and then releasing them without fail. Um, mm -hmm. How do you remain so consistent? I mean, life is going on regardless of whether you're doing this show. So. How do you keep being consistent when life is happening? I'm sure that obviously, you know, you got responsibilities, you know, mm -hmm. maybe you got a wife, you got mm -hmm. things going on in life. So this is how I you guess, do it. This would be a great time to shout out my wife. This is <laughs> perfect, perfect segue. I, I would say that like, you know, the podcast is all me, but at the same time, like she, she gives me the opportunity to have time to be able to sit down and do it. Like, she never, you know, even like if I'm like right now, I could be, she just got done with work, right? I could easily, you know, she could easily feel like, okay, cool. I'm done with work. I want to conversate. I want to talk, but she understands like, she lets me have my me time. Um, and then she always just, she never, 
complain. You know, she never says anything bad. I don't know. She might feel some way mentally. Like he always talking to somebody. Or he always doing. Something. But I, I never know. Um, but she handles everything, you know, from a home front side, and then just allows me to be me and loves me for being me. So I, I would just say, like, that's the number one piece is like, you know, my wife. Um, and then number two is I made a pact with myself the beginning of the year. Um, and I said, what I want to do is I want to, I'm going to start the YouTube side of the podcast because I had already had the audio and I'm like, I'm going to do the YouTube side and we're going to make something pop from this you know, podcast. But I, I've been, you know, I, I, I understand that it's all about discipline. And that's the number one word that I'm, I've been using this year is like, when have I ever fully been disciplined? Like ask your, ask yourselves, like, you know, you, you want a new year's resolution or whatever you want to do. Have you really been disciplined to the point where you never took a break? Like you doing it residually every single day. And for me, I've never been disciplined besides when I was playing football and there was a consequence for not doing what I was supposed to do. But when it was all up to me, I give myself an excuse and be like, all right, you know, I get back to it later or I do this. So like, Beginning of the year, I was like, this is what this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put an episode. It started off at just I'm putting an episode out once a week on Saturday. Then it got to the point where I was interviewing so many people, I was like, I can't hold on to all these videos and just drop once a week. So I'm like, okay, let's double it up. And so I was like, okay, cool, let's do Monday and Thursday just because I can give the weekend a break and then the weekend a lot more. I don't know if y'all noticed, but the weekend I for me, I get a lot more views, a lot more um, engagement on like a Saturday and Sunday. And I think it's because on Sunday, people are like relaxed. They watching Instagram a lot. So I'm like, okay, if they watching, I can prep them into what well, the episode is going to drop Monday. So now they got a good look. So it's a little bit of scheming and just understanding, like, I guess my platform, because I know everybody's is different. Um, but I was just like, I got to pump it out because it, you know what, what can I lose? Like, I'm just like, I can do this for a whole year and it and it takes, you know what I'm saying? People think success happens overnight. And I think that like, even sometimes subconscious, I'd be like, man, I've been doing good six months. I should be at least a thousand views every time. My reel should be popping. But I'd be like, only, I've only been doing this for eight months. You know what I mean? So like, it, it gives me that like, and, and I don't know if you guys notice it, but I, I just live by trying to live by discipline. And I started so fast with so many interviews that I'm still sitting on at least 10 interviews that I haven't even put out. Like I talked, spoke with Ezra maybe two months ago. I don't even, I can't even remember when I talked to him, but the episode didn't drop until maybe like three to four weeks later. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, Ezra, man, it's coming. Don't worry, I, I promise yeah. you. But it, like, I'm, you know, <laughs> my I'm brother was like, like man, when when your episode coming out? You said you yeah. this this and that, and I was like, I was like, right. I said our, our our mind is disciplined. Like I was a part of this, like you know the rotation. Like you know I right. I had to file in, and then you know, I got to wait my spot in line. Like you know he he consistent with it, and you know I respect that because you know following your accounts, I know what to expect from you you know what i'm saying like i know on sunday i'm gonna know who are the two interviews for the week i got an episode to look forward to on monday i got one to look forward to on thursday you know you do these nice little screenshots with they you know information on it and you know i i like it you know i think that's one thing where our show we're not as consistent i think you know we drop a lot of content 
Um, but I like the way that you have yours kind of like, you know, it's, it's like a process, you know, if, you know, whenever Big Boss Talk blows up and you hire like an intern or, you know, a, a clerk to kind of handle your shit, it's yeah. going to be very easy for them to, to get the mm. hang of it because you're going to already have like, you know, some processes in place. Um, and, you know, that's one thing I respect about your show is just that, like, you do a very good job of staying consistent with it. And like you said, holding yourself accountable to, you know, hey, this is my schedule. I'm going to stick to it. Right. You know, I'm going to put out the content on these days. You know, and I appreciate y'all saying that, but don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want anybody listening to think that it's not hard. It's definitely hard. Um, it is. It's hard. <laughs> But then it's also at the same time, it's like, you know, you put we put our all into these podcasts, editing them, chopping them up. But when you don't, like in the beginning, when you're not seeing the the views or everything that you want to see, it can be hard to stick with a structure because now it makes you feel like, ah, maybe it's not working. I need to tweak it here and there. So it's like I'm always thinking of like, maybe I should change it or, or tweak it. But then I also get messages from people saying like, man, I love what you're doing. Like, or, you know, I somebody watched the episode and they told me like, you do this very well. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to just stick with it and just be patient and just continue to put out more content. Like I'm even trying to up it up and find different contents. But I think it depends on the individual too. Like y'all's podcast is, is on y'all's time. Like because y'all don't have the structure, is it feels more like a podcast than like mine feels like more of a production, like a show. And so that can add a little bit. Like for me, sometimes I could be like, dang, like am I losing the fun part out of it or is it still – Fun. And I I just think it's still fun because I'm I get to do what I like and it's talking to new people. Um even though on the back end I gotta do everything else to make the the content. So I, I yeah, I like what y'all doing too. I just think it depends on the individual and just what you're trying to get done. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so uh, just again to reiterate, so we're talking to Armand Lindsay, all right? He's the host of the Big Boss Talk podcast that's out every Monday and Thursday, all right? That's on YouTube and all podcast providers, Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcast, you can find them. It's on Instagram at Big Boss Talk underscore and on TikTok at Big Boss Talk podcast underscore. All right, so Armand, we got a couple more here for you, unless my brother had another question. We got a couple more here for you, and then we got our version of- Yeah, I got, I got one more. Guess guess we could call it an icebreaker. It's more like a little game that we got going on with that. But uh, easy, okay. go ahead, take it away, man. So, what? And I know this is going to be like kind of a tough question, but what do you think of your brand, Big Boss Talk? Because Big Boss Talk, you know, you said it's a show, but to me, I feel like it's a brand. I feel like. You know, the name is catchy. I feel like you've done a good job marketing it. So I'm interested to know, I want you to critique your brand, Big Boss Talk. What what do you like about it? What are you trying to, I guess, you know, still accomplish with it? Yeah. You know, kind of, kind of give me like, let's, let's get business with it. What, what's right. that SWOT analysis? The nitty gritty. I, I will say, um, dang, that's tough, bro. I'm gonna I'm a go with what I, I guess, if my weaknesses, um, I would say, bro, I don't know. Okay, all right, let's do this. I mean, you know, we ain't gotta sit there and say like, you know, like, for oh, sure, this for is sure. weak, you know, like, you know, but, but I'm just what? interested to know, like, you know, what do you think of it? And just kind of like, 
what's the the long term strategy, if you will? You know, like this is what I made. This is what I created. You know. As you put him on the hot seat, he used to asking these. He's not used to answering them. You see, I, like, I know, hey, Larry, I know. Yeah, but I never really thought about it either, though. Like you asking questions that I don't think about because to me, like Big Boss talk, like that's that's my that's my baby. Like since 2019, like just been working on trying to put out a positive look or a positive message. You know what I mean? I've never been. Like anybody that knows me know, like I never been about like that life. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not no no street like no gangster. None of that. You know what I mean? Like I'm not trying to put that energy out. I'm trying to change what we got going on. Even though I may have been around that, maybe been surrounded by that, but and and that's the thing about big boss talk, right? So it's like that big boss energy. When you think about, and I'm not saying you got to be a boss or anything, but when you think about somebody that can come in command a room somebody that you look up to like man that dude was cold like you know what i'm saying good energy good vibes like that's what big boss talk to me is and i feel like everybody can have that energy like when you listen or when you watching big boss talk like that's what i want y'all to want people to pull from it is like oh he's a genuine guy trying to do something big or something positive for people that look like us because if you notice i haven't interviewed anybody outside of our race that's and that's and that's gonna be one of the biggest things. Like I, I think about that too. Is like, will I ever go outside? And it's just like I feel like we got people that's doing so much in different lanes. People just don't know about them. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it's my job to go seek them and find them. But I just big boss talk is just an energy. It's a it's a it's a mantra. Like I feel like you could be a boss no matter if you're working a nine to five or you you know got your own business. It's just how you conduct yourself on a day to day basis. Like you out here doing something positive, you you know, got kids, whatever the case may be, you helping your family, like, that's a mantra, you know what I'm saying? So that's why Big Boss Talk is my baby. I feel great about the brand. I, I love the logo. I think it's very simple, simple, simplistic. I don't think it has anything to do about me. Um, I just think you could get with the name itself. Um, as far as, like, where we want to take it, to be honest, man, I just want, I want to be a partner with I want to partner with people that's doing positive things in the community. Um, and I want the brand in the podcast to be known for its own black LinkedIn. And what I mean by that is I look at LinkedIn and it's just like, I could get lost. Like my wife, she knows how to navigate LinkedIn, knows how to inbox people properly. You know what I'm saying? She knows how to do that. Me personally, like LinkedIn can scare people because for one, the job description, like, Boom, boom, boom. Like you gotta have all this, and it's people that's working there that don't have all of this, but they just got into it because of nepotism. So why not create my own, so you know, platform where whatever you, whatever field you're trying to get into, there's somebody in it. There's their Instagram. You can say, look, I watched your episode. Um, I've been thinking about getting in touch. You know, trying to get in this field. What's the ins and out? How can you help me? It don't have to be on no. Hey, my name is. This is a, well, I mean, it can be, but it's like. I've been doing this, I, you know, you don't gotta be so, it shouldn't be that hard. Like we should have nepotism for our own people. Like just the fact that you watch the show and and know who Ezra is, you know who, um, uh, so many people, if, if you know who um, Amaya is, you know who, whoever they are, that right there should give you a gateway to be like, oh, they're trying to really help they self. So let me figure out how I can help you, whether it's resources on how you can get a job, 
Or if my job is hiring, you know, I can at least be like, let me see your resume. Let me see what you're doing before I put my name on you. But at least there is access to you. Um, and so that's why I wanted to go, man. I just wanted to, you know, be on the big screen one day, you know what I'm saying? Um, and just have a resource for our people to be like, hey, this is where you can get it from. And we can have fun, but not be messy either. You know what I'm saying? We don't have to, I can't speak on relationships. You know what I mean? Like I can't yeah. say, like everybody want to give relationship advice. I, I mean, I can, give, <laughs> I can give my advice, but I, I just can't. I, I, it's my lane, you know what I'm saying? And so that's what I want to do. I want to stay in my lane, but I also want to build a brand. And so I guess, to, I hope that answers your question. I don't know as far as like- Yeah, no, no. I think I think the biggest takeaway from your answer, because you did say a lot of good things in it, was that the black LinkedIn, like I, I like that, you know, like there's nothing wrong with the regular LinkedIn, just like no. there's nothing wrong with Wall Street, mm-hmm. but there was a black Wall Street. And- yeah. You know, same thing here with the black LinkedIn. You know, I think, you know, what you were getting at was there's a lot of times where, you know, we don't have those connections to get into, you know, whatever company or to get into whatever field. So, you know, instead of taking that big leap on LinkedIn and trying to find, you know, create this, like you said, this formal message. Yeah. You know, you can hit them up on Instagram and be like, hey, man, I saw your show on, you know, <laughs> right. uh, on Big Boss Talk. And, you know, it's it's an easier icebreaker or, or segue, if you will, because you can just say like, hey, I like what you said in this part of the show. And then yeah. you can get a conversation going and say, hey, you know, I appreciate the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, I reached out because of X, Y, Z, you know. And so even- I think I think that's really, you know, that's really cool and a really good way to look at it. And, you know, that's what I think. And, you know, 16's been been doing this in corporate America for a long, long time. So I'm sure you can agree with those sentiments as well. Yeah. yeah. And I, I would say, too, and I'm, I'm guessing the both of you might agree with this. Like at this point, you know, especially what we're doing with the radio show ATL is that uh, we're creating relationships with other pods. We're continuing to grow while at the same time we're, you know, putting our hand out and shaking hands with other, you know, entities out there, because I feel like at this point when you're all trying to make it to me, favors and relationships are more important than money. The more people you can surround yourself with that are like-minded and have that same drive, you're headed on the same path. So Armand, I can understand exactly why you do the show the way that you do, because it serves that dual purpose that we talked about earlier when we started is yes, I want to help educate people, but I got a selfish reason too. I want to educate myself. I want to further myself. And it means even more when you start talking about doing it in the black community for us, listening to our voices, our sons and daughters need to see people who look like them working together. So that's admirable that you are doing that, not want to do it, that you are doing that. And I I wanted to um, ask you uh, one other thing about that is that, is there a moment or is there something that can happen when you'll say, okay, I made it. This is where I want to be with this right here. Is there anything in particular where if this happens, I'm on my way. You're already on your way, but I'm saying this is it right here. Oh, I think what would be like that is if I can do it full time. That's like yeah. that. I think that's I think that's what I'm here to do. Like I, I want to be able to do it full time, but then also maybe incorporate traveling, you know, to people and, and starting to do one on one like going to these places and if 
you know, businesses allow me to to get an on-site day-to-day because, you know, the kids want to know, like, people want to know that. Like, people, you know, I've heard so many stories about sitting down with people where they get into an industry and then they do the day-to-day and they can't handle the negative part because there's going to be positives and negatives to everything, but they didn't know the negatives was going to be this bad and then they have to reverse and go back to school, change it up, or just stay fighting this uphill battle to try to get into something that they really like. So, you know, I think what a solidify that I made it is if I could just do it full time and hopefully with the, the views and streams, be able to support my, you know, my household and, and what I got going on and, and just keep moving it forward. So that'll be. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's real shit right there, man. And I, I agree with you, you know, me and 16 talk about it all the time. Like, you know, if we could do this as our jobs and, you know, like, like, you know, you mentioned I am athlete earlier and I think it's a great podcast because, you know, sometimes they in Miami and they're talking yeah. to some really cool people. And then right now with the NFL season about to start, they hitting up all the training camps, talking to yeah. all these cool athletes. And I just like, even though a lot of them, all of them are former athletes. Right. So of course they have um, this. Right. But you know, I think I look at that too, and I'm like, man, this, you know, this shit's cool. You know, like Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan be talking to oh, yeah, some of the coolest cool. people. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I, I fully agree with that sentiment as well. You know, like that should be the goal, right? You know, it's one thing to do it for fun, and you know, it's a really cool, you know, hobby or extracurricular activity. But then, when that's the paycheck, and that's what you know keeps the lights on, and you ain't got to worry about your nine to five anymore. That's when you know. For sure, man. Why can't we? Why can't it be a black Bill Nye? You know what I'm saying? Like, people, we should know. We should know. Like, I grew up watching Bill Nye, as we all did. But right, it's somebody that's just as smart, maybe even smarter than Bill Nye. You know what I'm saying? That look like us. And I just feel like our people should know who that is, who who they can go to or pull representation from. Like, it's nothing wrong with Bill Nye. I love Bill Nye, but at the same time, I wish I would have seen somebody else you know what i'm saying like right, right. Else, i could feel like oh i could be bill now like i could do it like it's no you might be uh, you might be introducing somebody to that person through big boss talk that's how you got to look at that's right you never know that's the thing when you're doing this when you, you when you put stuff out there whether it's 10 people listening or 100 people you just never know who you're touching with that so you just you just got to keep pushing and that's what you're doing consistently twice a week you're keeping it pushing and we've discussed a lot of information here on mine. So I just wanted to, you know, I guess ask at the end here, was there anything that we we missed? You know, we talk about your so- social media, when you drop anything like that, but do you have anything upcoming that you want to spotlight? Any social media we- that we missed? Anything that you want to give voice to, please let us know about it. Uh, I will say like, I try to keep, I, want, I try to keep myself set little small goals. So we still going to continue to stick with the discipline route for the rest of the year. You're going to still see the same schedule, things of that nature. Um, I don't know how next year go. We might continue to do that same schedule. I think I think I probably will. But my goal um, coming up is to start going into schools, um, attaching myself to different people that's in my niche. You, you know what I'm saying? Because I um, understand that I have a very specific niche. You know, not everybody wants to talk to somebody that's working a nine to five or, you know, they do X, Y and Z because that may not interest them at all. Um, but as far as like the kids, you know, from I would say from it doesn't matter. Like I always say it can help anybody, but just to specific, uh, be specific, I would say from 27 down to like 
15, 14, man, like if I could just get in with those guys and really help them and provide resources for them and get into the school, uh, that's the goal. So I'm going to set a goal for next year that I'll be in some type of schools in Houston, whether it's in Houston, back home in South Carolina, doing some type of little tour run or tour visit where I can just pop in, set up a little banner, hop shop, you know, little shops and just introduce people to what we got going on. Like that's something that I'm working on that I want to highlight. So that's about it, man. But other than that, you're going to get these two episodes a week. We're going to keep putting out, try to keep putting out good content and, and having top tip guests like, like y'all, man, hopping on the show. No, that, you, you had the top tier. That's the top tier right there. Little brother, that's the top tier right there. Man, you top tier. He had to get it from somebody. <laughs> hey, there you go. That's right. You are now listening to The Radio Show. All these horrible-ass drivers from the following states. Florida, New York, Delaware, for some freaking reason, and North Carolina. I really want to pop your tires. You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. Um, I, I used to say that we we do this to lighten folks up, but you you were already like everything. I mean, we were chatting before we even started recording, so it's nothing much to lighten up. This is just more fun to add on top of getting to know you. So yeah. we got our question game we got here. It's called Don't At Me. So with Don't At Me is basically we want to see how you uh, react when it comes to like making decisions. So. Okay. Uh, a sample question would be like, hey, which do you prefer, Coke or Pepsi? You do it just like you're on Instagram. Look, I drink Coke, all right? Don't at me. So you get your answer, say, don't at me. That's how that works. We're going to get into it. you down with that. Yeah. No, right. don't at me. All right. All right. So here's the first one. All right. So which do you want to have happen faster when you're getting into your car? The heat to come on when it, faster when it's cold or the air to come on faster when it's hot? Bro, that air to come on when it's hot. Don't at me. <laughs> that has something behind it. You know, because when you're from the South, that's that's how it be. Yes. Man, you get that back. What's up, man? <laughs> yeah, no. Yes, I mean, up, our mind's 100% right. It, it's, it's the air when the heat don't at me because you're already hot and... You Bro. probably already sweating. Man. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> no. If you if you dress right when you get in your car with the heat coming on, you got like a few minutes to spare before you gonna need that heat. Right. Um, whereas if if you waiting for that AC to cut off, man, you gotta put them windows down and just kind of <laughs> brace yourself. <laughs> now see, check this out, bro. I would have been in agreement with both of y'all on that, but. I'm going to say on this one, I need the heat to come on when it's cold, don't at me. And the reason why I say that is because if you're in your car and it's hot, you just mentioned something. You can put the windows down and while you're rolling, the wind can blow on you. But when it's eight degrees outside, the last thing you want to do is put your window down. You want that heat to kick in. You want them seat warms. Because don't nothing make you cuss on the way to your car than that wind hitting your ass the wrong way. So I'm just saying, it might just be that cold, all right? It might be the cold weather. So you need that heat. Yeah, but you, but you know one with that dry heat. Even if you want the windows down, it's still hot. It, it ain't <laughs> yeah. no breeze. True. You just be hoping for, for a break, but I'm just saying that cold don't nothing make you cuss like you walking in the car and that wind hits you sideways. You right, you right. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna get to the next one here. All right, so it's coming time that, I mean, whether you're sick or you have to take it or whatever, but you take it and be messing. You rather pills or the liquid? Are oh, we doing liquid all day, don't ask me. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, look at that. 
Hey man, Armand's so smooth with these answers He's so like, far, man. <laughs> yeah, he got it down, man. It's like he did it before. E easy, man. It's time to take medicine. Pills or liquid? And don't say neither. Don't you dare. Don't say it. No, I mean, to be honest with you, like, if this was me, like, six years ago, I would have been like, man, F the pill, X, Y, Z. Like, I don't feel, you know, I, I really had a trouble like swallowing pills i don't know what it was i guess my brain was like not with it i don't know um with all that being said it's the liquid don't add me it's, it's a much smoother process even though some of them should be nasty but you know you can take some water or something to you know chug it down get that Man. off your palate listen when it comes to taking medicine it's definitely pills don't add me i despise liquid i can't do it if it come in a liquid form you could tell me yo i give you two million dollars to take down this, this music next to this robotus and i just lost out on the money my wife just gonna cuss me out because i can't handle it i can't do it so yeah that's yeah you, you, i can't wild. i can't do it and i'm gonna tell you i don't million. know if i'll be able to do it you two million i'm taking even it now it's like it's got my like my stomach like i can't even i can't deal with it and what's funny bro let me share something with you all right your grandma Mildred, I she wouldn't give me a break, you know what I'm saying? When I had to had to take that medicine, I'd be like, yo, I got to drink something afterwards. She was like, nah, you're gonna dilute the medicine. You can have this peppermint. I'm like, I can't take no robotussin with no peppermint. She's like, nah, you're gonna dilute the medicine. You gotta take it. Nah, you're so no liquid. <laughs> no that, liquid, don't act. That that was definitely grandma to a T boy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she was like, no, no, you can't <laughs> with the peppermint. <laughs> You say with a peppermint. <laughs> Can you imagine that Robitussin and you get to wash it down with a peppermint? Nah, that's Man, Robitussin, I had no problem with. It's when it got to like, you know, like the doctor prescribed some kind of like weird ass antibiotic that wasn't pink and it was just straight. Nah, it's amoxicillin. Yeah, that, that bubblegum medicine, amoxicillin, I could rock that on some Dimatap, but you start talking about Mucinex and Robitussin, man, you miss me with that. Man, I guess <laughs> we're gonna get into the next one here. All right, so you at a restaurant, um, you get something to drink, whatever it might be. Paper straw, plastic straw. <laughs> plastic, don't at me. I don't need to be drinking out of nothing soggy. The, the, <laughs> like, you can feel the straw soggy. Like the water don't even come up yeah. clear no more. Like I, I paper, paper straw, man. Paper, I mean, uh, plastic, plastic, don't at me. Facts. Easy, man. Paper straw or it's plastic, plastic straw? It's plastic. It's plastic. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Armand hit it on the head, bro. Them, them paper shit soggy. I know they help with the environment, but we can figure something out with plastic, man. So okay. keep the plastics. Man, that's facts. We're going to make this unanimous. It's plastic straws don't add me. Because, see, you know, like with Big Boss Talk, it's like the land of opportunity. And I want to talk about opportunity. And that opportunity is the person who came up with paper straws, the opportunity to whoop they ass for coming <laughs> up with paper straws. That's what they need, an ass whipping. Who thought that was a good idea? It's, you gotta have a plastic straw. We'll figure out the environment. Don't give me no paper straw, all right? Please, don't. Yeah, don't like, just, just keep making the plastic straws and use that paper from the straw to make more paper towels. Right. Facts. Or, any, or anything else. Just make anything else other than paper straws. You're not saving the environment. You're hurting me is what you're doing. Listen. All right, all right, we got two more here for you. All right, it's time to eat. All right, time to choose a restaurant. Which type of cuisine are you choosing? We got Chinese food or Italian. Mm. Oh, now that's a tough one. I'm gonna say Chinese don't at me. 
because you can't beat a good spring roll with the white sauce with the sesame chicken and rice. Oh, come on, dog. Don't at me. That's a, I mean, that's a good one. This is a rough one. Now, easy, man. What do you say, man? Choosing a restaurant, you know, you and the wife, y'all out. What's it going to be? Chinese food or Italian? We got plenty of choices. I'm interested to see where this one goes with you. Chinese, because I can go get some pizza anywhere. Don't have me. <laughs> That's true. Good Chinese is like finding a good barber. You know, it's, once you find a good one, it's hard to give it up. All right, so for me, this one is tough, man. Chinese food or Italian. You really, okay, so let's just preface this. You cannot go wrong with either one of them, all right? You're sitting down to some linguine and shrimp, that's all good, or you have some shrimp and broccoli with brown sauce, you cannot lose. But in this case, if I'm sitting down to either one of them, I'm gonna go with Chinese food, because man, you give me some vegetable fried rice, all right? I might mention the spring rolls, some of them chicken wings that they be hooking up in there, man, you're doing mm -hmm. good. You're doing real good, all right? Man. Don't at me though, but you can't go wrong with either. All right, so Amon, we got the last one here for you, all right? So you are wearing sandals. Sandals with socks or without socks? <laughs> I'm a socks guy, don't at me. No, what's the point of wearing sandals? They're supposed to show your feet. They're supposed to show your feet. Hey, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I ain't gonna say, I'm not gonna say you'll never catch me without my socks on, but if um, what kind of sandals are we talking about? The Jesus 2.0s? Are we talking about? No, nah, like, just some slides. Just, yeah, yeah. just some slides. Just some slides. Just some slides. slides. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm wearing socks for sure. Cause I I got this thing with like my big toe in. They like I got the LeBron James joint. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like <laughs> socks don't ask me. <laughs> uh -uh. Is it what's up, bro? You <laughs> wearing sandals, man? With socks? Without socks, man? You know, I I I did all that just to throw you a curveball because uh, socks, don't act. What? Uh, oh my God. <laughs> oh God. Man, look, look, like like Armand said, if you wearing the the Uncle Barbecues or the, the Jesus 2.0s, then yeah, you know, it's weird to have some socks on. Right, them. right. That's weird. But if you wearing your Nike slides or your Adidas slides, man, yeah, you gotta have some socks. Oh my gosh. All right. So I'm the odd man out on this one. Sandals uh, without socks. Uh, if you're going to wear slides, man, what's the point of putting on? You might as well just put some, put your J's or your, or your all stars on. If you're going to wear socks with your sandals, you're going to walk yeah, to the beach see, like that? Nah, man. You see, because the slides are a comfort thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you might just wear your slides just to go outside for a quick second. Or, you know, you just got a call, you got to go handle some business. You know, you put the slides on for comfort, you know what I'm saying? Whereas the sandals, you know, you either going to the beach or you going, you know, like you said, you're doing the uncle barbecue, whatever the case may be. So, you know, that's, but it just, that's how I go. If, 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 okay, it depends on the situation. <laughs> if I got to step outside, take out the trash, you might not catch me in some socks, right? I'm just getting up, swoop, swoop, let me go take out the trash. But just being out in public, that's a little insecurity of mine, so I'm gonna put the socks on. Put your put your all stars on. But <laughs> I tell you what, though, I tell you what was was an all star showing, and that was Armand Lindsay playing "Don't At Me" right here on the aftermath. He did he did perfect, man. He slid right in. He knew exactly what to do with that, man. Exactly what to do. You are now listening to the radio show. Why are you?
aren't you keeping track of your own score? I'm That's just true. Saying. You really don't need to know the number. You just you, you really keep, don't. You need to going. see. This is the problem with your generation. Is no accountability. Mm. My generation, no accountability. Boomer typically, that is right. You just call they, me a boomer. They sit there and complain, and they, you know they want somebody else to fix it. If you're not be us. if you're not a boomer, you're you're definitely boomer adjacent. You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. Hi, these are the guys from the ZZ Talk podcast. I'm Zeno. I'm Zeus. We are a podcast of two ordinary guys that talk about everything and anything, including sports, entertainment, politics, as well as an interview or two. Or five. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Pandora, or wherever else you find your podcasts. That's the ZZ Talk podcast. ZZ hyphen talk podcast. Like and subscribe. So, um, Armand, man, it was, um, you know, it was great having a conversation, you know, with you, getting to know you, getting to know about your show, your journey, your structure, how, you know, how your mind works when it comes to building your business. Because that's what we're doing with these pods. You're building your individual business. You know, it's a lot of, I guess, different things people can sample, but mm-hmm. they'd be doing themselves a favor if they would listen to Big Boss Talk because you're doing a great job and I'm very excited to see where you're headed with, with the show. Man, that means Yeah, a lot. I mean, for our folks, our folks, you know, that watching us, if y'all trying to learn anything, go to, go to Big Boss Talk, subscribe, check out the channel, my man has literally talked to anybody that does anything <laughs> in the U.S. You want to know what it's like to be a teacher? He got you. You know what is want to know what it's like to be a personal trainer, and you know having a clientele that you can stick with. He got you. You want to know about corporate America? He got people. You want to know about marketing? He got people. He got people for everybody. So it's literally like he said. This the black LinkedIn. He said it on the show first, right here. So go check them out. It's definitely worth your time. Listen, man, before we go, I want to say, man, thank y'all so much. I think this is one of the goals that I just uh, knocked off my bucket list as far as like collaborating with other a different podcasts. So I appreciate y'all for being the first podcast that I ever get to hop on and just really, you know, change roles a little bit. Like it's awesome to interview people, but it's also more awesome to be, you know, the interviewee and just get the vibes from y'all and just be like, dang, like, this is what it feel like to be in the hot seat or just be talking to people. So I, I appreciate y'all, man. I love what y'all doing. Uh, the radio show is, is going is, is going up. You know what I'm saying? Just like, I don't want nothing but success for both of us. And if there's anything that we could do a Big Boss Talk, any type of collaboration that we can do, like, you know, I love Atlanta. Like, I lived in Greenville for six years, so I'm accustomed to the ATL life and, and all that good stuff. So, like, any collaboration that y'all think of or that I think of, I'm open to just bringing it up to, you know, and, and doing it with you guys, because this is what it's all about, just creating a journey together and helping each other grow at the same time. So I appreciate both of y'all. It means a lot for real. Sure. That's what it is. We're out here building partnerships, you know, building, you know, bridges to get us all where we need to be. And it starts with what you're doing to, you know, to try to help educate our people. And that's important. So. We just, you know, thank you so much for the time and we look forward for, you know, to further conversation in the future. No doubt, man. No doubt. That's it. Yes, sir. You are now listening to the radio show. If you look at all the other women, Susan Rice hasn't won elected office. 
all the Republicans are going to do is scream Benghazi, Benghazi, Hillary Clinton, emails, Benghazi. <laughs> da, 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 da. You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right, we're back here on the aftermath. We just got done talking to Armand Lindsay, host of the Big Boss Talk podcast. Ez, man, how you feeling about talking to Armand, man? That's a good dude, man. Yeah, I mean, as you can see, full of great energy. Um, you know, talked about his brand, really showcased it for everybody. And y'all heard it here first, man. He's the creator of the Black LinkedIn. So make sure y'all check him out. Great talking to him um, and looking forward to a lot more collaboration. Yes, absolutely. So um, just to let you know where you can find Big Boss Talk. So Big Boss Talk is out every Monday and Thursday. That's on YouTube and all podcast providers, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Follow him, follow him on Instagram at Big Boss Talk underscore and on TikTok at Big Boss Talk Podcast underscore. Got the information right there on the screen for you for you to see that and also in the podcast description. Now on our side, you know, just to let you know, if you want to be a guest, on a radio show, just send us an email, the radio show inbox at gmail.com, or you can send us a text, 678-800-1677. We look forward to hearing from you. So um, once again, easy man, it's always fun talking to the guests with you, man. We uh, give a shout out to our mom for being just a great guest. And we're just gonna keep dropping content, man. We're just gonna keep dropping heat, as the kids say. And, um, you know, keep trying to, you know, give you something to entertain you and also, you know, help you learn something. And you definitely can learn something by listening to Big Boss Talk. So we appreciate the time from our mom. We appreciate everybody who listens and supports. And like I said, we're just going to keep dropping them, all right, all the time. So thanks for the love and support, and we'll see you guys soon. See you guys. You know, a lot of people think that making an income as a musician is easy. Most people think that you just go to a couple open mics, eventually get asked to play there, and show up and get paid. Truthfully, it is actually pretty easy to book one or two shows, but what a lot of people don't know is that there is actually quite a bit of strategy and technique that goes into playing a show if you want to get asked back as a regular and in turn get paid regularly. There are so many musicians out there who actually have the talent, they have the music catalog and great personality to play a really good show. They just haven't quite figured out the strategies and techniques to turn that one great show into regular, consistent paying gigs. I finally decided to get into gigging for the first time when I went to see a friend play a show and they were making the same amount of money playing music that weekend as I had made in a whole week at my 40 hour minimum wage job. I knew that something had to change, and even though I didn't know the tools and strategies at the time, I knew that I had all the capability of playing a live show and getting paid for it. If you are a musician, you are probably way more capable of turning that into a fuller part-time income than you even realize. Imagine how amazing it would be to quit your job or cut back and be able to make money playing music, literally a dream come true. Make Music Make Money is a course to teach you the tools and strategies that I use to make thousands of dollars playing live music for over 100,000 people all across the US. Listen, you don't need a booking manager, you don't need fancy equipment, and you don't even need a social media following. I was making a full-time income playing live music with very minimal equipment and less than 2,000 followers, and I break down exactly how I did it. 
The course is automated so you can move through it at your own pace and it breaks everything down from who to reach out to and what to say to even get a gig to how to structure the show to keep people engaged and how to follow up afterwards to make sure you land that regular weekly or monthly paying gig. This podcast is supported by Make Music Make Money and all listeners get 30% off the course for a very limited time. But you have to act now because that offer definitely won't last. Give it a try and see why musicians all over are learning how to make music and make money. There is even a 30-day money-back guarantee. You really can't lose. So click the link below in the description to get started today.